It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here on the RHAP Rewind. Today, we're talking about who wants to be a superhero. Stan Lee's search for a new superhero from 2004 on the Sci-Fi Network. And let's bring in my co-host of the RHAP Rewind. It's the great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good. Is the great Chappelle my superhero name, Rob? What would your superhero... Oh boy, I, I think that the fans would just go to town of trying to come up with uh, what your superhero name would be. I feel like it would involve, uh, you know, Twitter. Like, that's really oh, where man. your superpowers are. I am more than Twitter, Rob. Maybe I'm like Captain Shenanigans. Captain I like Shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, Captain Shenanigans. I'm, I'm all about the, uh, the mess. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that you would be a great superhero that I would, I think you could, uh, come in and, uh, you know, solve all sorts of problems, start new ones. I think that you'd be great. Yeah. Well, people don't know me as a problem solver, Rob. I'm, I'm, your problem solver, but I, the rest of the world does not know me. As oh, that I have guy. a different worldview of you than everybody else. Yeah. You see the real me, you know, everybody else just sees, you know, my secret identity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think I'd make a good superhero, but Rob, you have a superhero identity, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't you already do this with Robin, like Akiva, need a podcast? Yes. Yes, I did. And uh, now you put me on the spot to uh, remember uh, what it is. The pod star. The pod, oh, yes, yes. I remember, I remember Kiva is, was the lazy dodger. Uh, that was the yeah. one. That was the one <laughs> yeah. that I remember. Yeah. He <laughs> sat on a couch and threw a dodgeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yes. I, we need to go back and review the tape so we can figure out what your um, superhero name was. Yes. Uh, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, that I think that it was a uh, freeze frame or uh, something, yeah, like, with, yes. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Like oh, it's a long time ago. Robin yeah. keeping these podcasts has come so far. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's, it's been a minute, but I'm very excited for today's podcast because we finally get to podcast, at least for me, uh, with this woman who is a great podcaster, has uh, a survivor podcast called, Mike White was robbed. Please welcome Naomi Calhoun. Naomi, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so good. Um, I want Mandy to draw a picture of us as superheroes ASAP. Um, I'm I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm even more thrilled to talk about what I thought was a fever dream from my childhood, and turns out it's real. Naomi, uh, <laughs> could you tell us about uh, your connection with who wants to be a superhero? Are you a big uh, superhero buff? 
No, I actively was like a Marvel hater for so long, but I remember this show and I was thinking about all the shows that I could watch. And I was like, what could be better than just like grown adults in tights pretending to be superheroes with none of the CGI or like actual staged fights. And I wasn't wrong. This show is absolutely bananas. I remember watching it in my living room on sci-fi channel 48, like, and (laughs) wow. I, every channel is burned into my brain of like what my, (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has this. Like I remember the lineup after channel 13. Uh, yeah, 13 PBS, 33 Nickelodeon, 32 Cartoon Network, 56 Disney Channel, 49 ABC Family. And then when my parents weren't home, it was 51 was E, 52 was VH1, 53 was MTV, 54 was MTV2. And those mm. were the channels I watched when my parents were not home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the MTV2 callback is is impressive. Like Most people weren't, weren't fooling with MTV2 like that. So for you to have that one <laughs> under your thumbs, that's a good one there, Naomi. I mean, I never really watched it, but I remember it's MTV and then it's MTV too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, come on, come on, math. But no, sci-fi <laughs> was like a channel that I I don't know why I ever watched it. It made no sense to me, but I remember this show very vividly. I remember Stan Lee yelling at people on a roof and being like, they kind of just look like people in costumes. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. This is 2004, and I feel like that this uh, a little bit like predates like the big like superhero boom uh, that really uh, starts up like with uh, you know Iron Man and the MCU. Chappelle, uh, do you feel is that accurate? Yeah. So this is this was uh, 2004, and the MCU pretty much starts on like 2008. Mm-hmm. Like Spider Man so had these... been in the movie theaters and and stuff like that, but I feel like yeah. we're not. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man yeah. Two comes out two thousand four. I just looked it up, mm-hmm. but I don't think this has anything to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like oh, Spider Man Two was such a big hit that they had to become a superhero. It's almost just like we were running out of super- we were running out of uh, reality TV ideas, Rob, and mm-hmm. we just were throwing <laughs> things at the wall. I mean, like I said, we've we've had on the rewind even we had you know like the the art reality show. We've had you know the like. Uh, wife swap type reality show the nanny mm-hmm. shows like we've talked about these shows ourselves and so if we're running out of ideas imagine how the people <laughs> who are creating these work so um, so they just like you know what let's do something for everybody and i think that's a, a, a large reason why i like the rhap rewind is just because like there's something for everybody and if you wanted to be a superhero here's your shot and here's the show for you but Naomi, what was it about this particular show that just caught your attention I think it was a show that I didn't actually remember very well. So I was like, all the episodes are on YouTube. And I was like, all right, I can go back in time Mm -hmm. and like see what was going on because I, I, I don't know. I was like, there's no way this can be good, right? They're not mm-hmm. real superheroes and you can't test them. It's like an America's Exile model where Tyra like puts them in like a, a, a rig that drags them into the sky and you're like, that doesn't feel safe. Like this whole show is like that kind of energy of like, this doesn't feel safe. They put them in a, a, like, what is it? Like the big suits to get the dogs to bite them. Yeah. Like none of this feels okay. Um, I guess for me, it was like, I was thinking about all the reality television I've consumed because as Chappelle knows, uh, I have a problem. And um, <laughs> when, when my boyfriend moved in with me, he was like, I didn't know you watched that much reality TV. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Um, and to me, this was a show that I think nobody talks about. Everybody else talks about like 
you know, catfish, everything old school made, even people talk about, right? Like, but nobody talks about this show. And I, I wanted to give it a view and maybe give it any kudos it deserved, but it deserves none. <laughs> no, <laughs> could, could you just describe like what the premise is? Like, who are these people and, and, and what, what do they want with Stanley? I, so I think that they're all just actors. That's my yeah, theory. Makes sense. They're, they're all just like people who are like, Hey, you want to be on reality TV? You just have to put on a superhero costume. But then some of them are very, very serious about, becoming a superhero and making Stanley proud. All of them clearly have father issues. They all so clearly (laughs) (laughs) want to impress a male figure in their life. And that male figure is Stanley. But you know, the basic premise is Stanley is looking for somebody to make the next superhero. He's going to, you know, give them a comic book. They're going to be featured on sci-fi, things like that. And because he can't test them on any sort of physical abilities, he has to test them on these weird moral quandaries that he creates. <laughs> and it, it's like, um, it's like saw, but for like superheroes, I don't know. Like he's like, Oh, you have to make a choice. You have to get dressed really fast or save a little girl. I don't know. It's like, it's really weird the way they've come up with these challenges. Cause you can't really test somebody on being a superhero. They're all actors. Mm-hmm. Chabelle, <laughs> uh, do you know a lot about Stan Lee? Uh, yeah, so I, I know Stan. Stan and I go way back. Uh, but, you know, the late Stan Lee is somebody who that, you know, I've known, I feel like I've known him my whole life just through the the superhero content that he's released. Um, I was very sad when he passed away in 2018, but I'd never explored this part of his career. Um reality tv host question mark mm-hmm. um and so yeah so this was very fun for me because i know him you know the way the people of the mcu know him spider-man and iron man and Thor and all that, that good stuff but to see him here kind of stepping into this role i know it had to be surreal for the people involved because even if they're actors stan lee's a big deal and so they're probably like oh my gosh at least i get to talk to stan lee and stan lee's always doing fan service like that for people like he's the, ter- the type of person at the comic con taking pictures with everybody and you know and um i'm sure if he was alive today he'd be on cameo so this was exciting for me to watch but also kind of sad because yeah i'm you know i miss stanley i miss seeing him around and you know moving forward in these marvel cinematic universe movies he's not going to be featured in them like he was i mean he was in every film Mm -hmm. rob so you know and this is prior to that so i you know it's kind of sad to think about what could be but i was happy to be able to kind of you know, go on this journey with Stan from back in 2004. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about Stan Lee as a younger person. I, I knew him as uh, the guy from Mallrats. That was what I uh, knew him from. And then uh, he, yeah, he uh, ends up, you know, uh, being like a, a, a very uh, big figure uh, once we get to the 2000s. Uh, that the company that I worked for, the same, you know, we talked about uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles uh, on the Real World podcast when we talked about uh, some of the people that I knew from the real world Las Vegas, the company that I worked for, like uh, was trying to get like a lot of like comic book stuff uh, going. And it was like, uh, like interviewing like a lot of people that were like comic con type people. And so then I learned a lot about Stanley at that point in time. And that's why like in 2004, like I knew about uh, this particular show. And mm-hmm. as a reality TV person, I, I watched a few episodes of it in the real time, but I don't remember it being a big hit, Naomi. No, no way. And why would it be? <laughs> like, it's the, 
like you look at the costumes but then also like the confessionals and the production quality like it's so low tier because that's what sci-fi is right sci-fi the people who brought a sharknado like they're not putting out quality they're putting out content mm-hmm. and we're <laughs> absorbing it yeah I, there's like they're every shows <laughs> they're putting out pic- like pictures moving at 24 frames per second and we're viewing them like there's nothing here that's particularly quality especially like the you know the special effects that they use the dry ice budget though kudos to them their dry <laughs> ice budget was huge on this huge. show <laughs> <laughs> they, they love a smoke machine okay they love it mm-hmm. um but yeah no this no rob of all the shows that we talked to this is probably the most uh, obscure uh but i thought it would be fun you know like this is kind of a blind spot for me because i did see parts of season one but obviously unless you were um mm-hmm. had nothing else going on you probably <laughs> didn't finish the entire season uh and so yeah there are parts of this show that i do not know and on the reality tv rewind rob i've known all these shows so this was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that the timing of this like uh didn't really work out in 2004 but like you could imagine a world where this show is on disney plus in 2021 oh yeah yeah i mean why isn't it is the question you know i don't yeah. know what the licensing is there but you know it, it seems like a natural progression like if disney doesn't annex this i'd be shocked mm-hmm. I, I feel like this show would work um with kids yeah if it was like because at some point i was watching and i was like this feels like a children's tv show trying to teach me how to be a better person (laughs) and i don't want that i don't need you to tell me but like the like when terveculous like doesn't like his costume and like when (laughs) iron enforcer is just like uh, a fucking nightmare of a person it's like this feels like children are supposed to be learning how to be adults through this if you put this on disney plus you get a bunch of kids you're like hey your cell phone girl like you gotta hit like there you go Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a a like a lesson in morality from Stanley, and so it does kind of feel like a like a PBS special in a way. You know, it's like it's not about your superhero powers; it's more about the courage and the integrity and all of that that good stuff that really doesn't make a superhero. You kind of want somebody to be you know heroic, and I guess in a way those things are heroic. But what about the super part? You know, like those those are regular hero traits. But what about the super part? And so. Right. Yeah, for me, it's just like it's kind of preachy, mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta uh, take what you can get here, and we don't get much, but we're gonna enjoy the ride while we're on it. So we're gonna talk about episode two of uh, <laughs> was was there ever more than there was the second season, Naomi? Apparently, <laughs> look, I I was I was just as surprised as you are, and then there's also like a UK something like they they did it in in England as it, well. It was a children's version. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was for kids. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even read that part. Jesus. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, you know, this does remind me of a show back in in my in my childhood. There was a show on Nickelodeon called Pete and Pete. Yeah, and there was it in Pete and Pete's neighborhood. There was a superhero named Artie, and Artie strongest just ran around. Yeah, strongest man in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and Artie just ran mm-hmm. around flying in quotation marks and making everybody's life just a, you know a better place. You know, making the world a better place. One like at a time i don't know but Artie was this show if there was a show back then this Artie would have been all over it Artie should have been the star of this show so it's very much in that vein for the people who are not going to go watch this imagine Artie and then you know insert 13 uh grown-ass people mm-hmm. who have no business doing this 
I'm just looking at the characters from season two. Uh, we might have to do a, do a, uh, a sequel here. Uh, we have uh, people, luminaries like uh, uh, Miss, uh, Ms. Limelight. Uh, we yeah. have mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mitzvah. That's that's my kind of superhero. <laughs> and, and Hygiena. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she, she's probably the opposite of um, our fallen uh, hero here, uh, the Iron Enforcer, right? Because uh, he stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still picturing this kid's version and like strapping like a like a ten year old into like a zip line and being like, "Go face your fears," and like throwing them down. Like <laughs> it would, it would be worse than Kid Nation, but also like so much better in some ways. Yeah, that that actually checks because. If they put those kids in those big old dog protection outfits, just put them over the <laughs> Yeah. Run, run. It's just like getting attacked by Dobermans. That would be so funny. Yeah, I think for people who are listening, like I, I think this bears uh, needing to be set up a little bit. When you talk about uh, people being chased by dogs, could you, could you explain one of the activities that they did? Ah, yes. Let's get into the, the challenges. So the way the show starts normally is that Stanley comes in on their communication device, which is actually a BlackBerry with a fake vid- video on it, because we know BlackBerries are not the the optimal device mm-hmm. to watch a video on in Stan- 2006. Stanley invented work from home. He really did. <laughs> yeah. They're phoning this in. So they project his image onto a BlackBerry and he basically tells them like, hey, we have to do this challenge where we are going to test your courage. So it's not about, you know, strength or speed. It's really about, are you able to like, you know, uh, push through and persevere and, you know, help this little old lady get into her house. <laughs> and what that means, because we quickly forget about her because they never address her again, but you have to jump over her fence and then go through the back door. But there she has these, tiny puppies in the backyard that may or may not try to slow you down. And so your only objective is to touch the back door. You, if you can touch the back door with these um, small animals, you know, trying to slow you down, then you win. That's the whole challenge. Unfortunately, these animals are attack dogs, trained attack dogs who are there to rip you apart. And at first, Rob, I can't lie. I was worried because yeah. in the costumes that they have, you have to know that all these people are going to die, right? Like this is murder. Yeah. Naomi, mean, there's like a big disclaimer on the screen oh, about yeah. these are trained so attack dogs. Do not try this at home. Do not attempt it. Like, why would I try this at home? I mean, not only that, but you see them in like the huge, bulky protective gear, which honestly is not staying on their bodies. If you look closely, it is like the collar is like fully taken off. Like these dogs could take a bite if they wanted to. But it's like, yeah, of course, when you see them originally wearing like monkey woman's wearing some furry ass bathing suit and then you see her all bulked up, you know, don't do this at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the disclaimer definitely reminds you that as well, because it's like these are highly trained attack dogs under the supervision of highly trained experts and should not be attempted by anyone in any place at any time under any circumstances like okay i don't think you have to explain that to people because once you see the teeth on these dogs and the way they rip these people apart mm-hmm. you're like I, yeah you don't have to tell me not to do this but i guess it's kind of like jackass where you got to say it legally you know like I, don't try to be a superhero mom i'm gonna go <laughs> to the <laughs> junkyard okay, and try I to watched, get past okay, the very, pitfalls <laughs> i very 
recently watched all three Jackass movies, and even they don't do this much work to be like, hey, this is dangerous. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's sci-fi, but they have to remind you, like, hey, we just play it. Stop yeah. it. You know? <laughs> so... I think that's a, a great illustration of some of the challenges uh, that that they're doing. But I, I, Naomi, I think where the real gold is here is in the characters uh, in, oh, yeah. in this uh, show. Can can we go through some of the uh, superhero characters that we meet on this show? Sure. So first of all, there is a night one eviction on uh, who wants to be a superhero. There's a character who gets eliminated in the very first moment. And the only gay character, which I thought uh, was a little choice, but okay. Um, So there's people like what was that character's name? His name was Levity, and he just seemed to be like a guy with four shields, but they mm-hmm. eliminated him on episode one. Oh my god, this was bonkers. I almost talked about episode one, and I, I decided this episode's funnier, but episode one, they get to the house, and then it's revealed that Stanley's had a mole the whole time, and this this guy who's just wearing like a baseball hat, or baseball helmet spray-painted like silver, rips off his name on his shirt and it's revealed that his name is Rodiart, aka Traitor Backwards, yeah. and he's like, I've been spying on you the whole time, and he asks... This guy, Levity, uh, oh, you're a toy maker. Would you make toys of yourself? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'd like, you know, that'd be cool. And he's like, you want to make a lot of money off of that? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. They're just making small talk. And Stanley's like, that's not the way. You got to go. <laughs> what about the Andrew Savage action figure? Uh, How come that was okay? I mean, I think there's only like three in the world, right? So, like, I think Andrew Savage has one and then maybe like two of his family members. But, you know, Stanley could see straight through levity and his capitalist views and say, you know what? Yeah. Oh, not for anything. The real villain Who here is, is Stanley to talk about being a like, capitalist pig. <laughs> Stanley is like, This entire rock. show is a money grab for Stanley. It's pure and wholesome, and he could see through Levity's capitalist BS. He said, mm. you know what? You're here for merchandising and things of that nature, and you don't want to be a hero. You just want to make toys. And, I mean, when he applied as a toy maker, yeah, Stan, that's exactly what he wants to do. But, you know, like you said, he was on his high horse, and Levity... Going too soon. Going too soon. Levity was robbed. Um, Nitro G was another person who was like this kid from Staten Island who was just like, I'm really fast. And I would suggest if you're going to watch episode two, watch episode one as well to really sort of get the backstory. But the more important people I think in this episode are their cell phone girl who gets eliminated this episode. (laughs) She, uh, according to Wikipedia, teleport from one cell phone to another. Eyes can take digital photos, mentally download information from a computer, use cell phone waves to move objects and shoot laser beams. You would know none of that if you watch this show Mm -hmm. because they never once talk about the powers that these people supposedly have. (laughs) It's only like costumes and running around and, and like weird morality questions. Um, there's also a woman named Monkey Woman who uh, troubles me very deeply, and <laughs> she's you know a monkey. She's bananas on. Why does she have so many bananas on her? No, no, no. They give her a banana utility belt when she gets her her superhero makeover. See, this is a crossover between America's Next Top Model, apparently, because they just throw shenanigans at these people left and right. Um, oh, but before we move on to Monkey Girl, I have to say, cell phone girl. <laughs> On the show, they literally say her name is Cell Phone Girl and she loves staying in touch with people. That's it. Yeah. We don't learn anything else about her. And now Naomi reads off the list of powers. Yeah. 
Yeah, in 2006, who didn't, right? But like now it's like, well, cell phone girl, get in line, you know? Mm-hmm. But this, this list of powers that she had, Naomi just blew my mind. I just thought she was a woman with a cell phone and that's why she got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, her cell phone powers are a lot more effective than a Blackberry, but, you know, I don't want to drag the Blackberry, but who has one of those? Stop it. I mean, okay. cell phone girl. Cell phone girl should have been like the first boot. I don't know how she lasted that long. Was cell phone girl also the woman that had the headache in this episode throughout the whole episode? Yes. Do you Which, think this woman can ca- handle 5G technology and she has a headache? <laughs> <laughs> like, cell phone girl should have been gone. How did she make the cut? Like, just there, just for so many others who were left on the cutting room floor. Like, I mean, justice for for Ice Bitch, she didn't make it through the auditions. <laughs> Like, if you don't know Ice Bitch, go watch go watch episode you one. You gotta watch episode one. Because she her catchphrase is freeze, mother effer. And I mean you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Oh my god. <laughs> she had a she had a she had a headache, Rob. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, leave her alone. She has every even superheroes can have bad days. Apparently yeah. not. Because yeah. Stanley's gonna call you out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, who else do we have that is notable? Well, you want to, let's talk about Monkey Woman for a second. Yeah. This is a grown woman <laughs> holding uh, basically like a, a wooden dowel from Home Depot and like just making monkey noises every once in a while. Clearly in confessional, the producers are clearly like, can you can you make the monkey noise again? Uh, we'll, we'll just cut it in. And she's she's got like a furry bikini on and like she's the most committed. I will say I think Monkey Woman is the person who is both most committed and least like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like because like uh, what's his name? Major Victory is like really goofy about everything. But Monkey Woman is just like has a smile on her face and she's like, I'm going to get effed up by some dogs but here we go all for you stanley mm-hmm. and stanley's like you know logged off and not on the tv <laughs> anymore but one of her superpowers is the ability to talk to monkeys that i mean that's uh, super useful yeah i mean if you ever drop her off in the jungle or at a at your local zoo i think she's fine <laughs> but we'll see in the first episode that when there's a lost child just crying for her mother, what monkey woman does is runs right past her just yelling monkey sounds. She does not even slow down. Like, monkey woman has no time for humans. But maybe if it was a lost monkey, she would have came and like, you know, came to its aid. Um, it's very much in the vein of, you know, the original Aquaman. You know how Aquaman was like very much looked at, you know, by the other superheroes. I was like, come on, you can talk to fish. Like, what, is, what are you going to do like out here in the big city but eventually he's got a makeover he's jason momoa now so maybe monkey woman just needs you know to be spruced up a little bit for 2021 okay he's a rebrand okay yeah um let's see maybe uh monkey woman her show is coming to disney plus soon too (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) yeah do you think disney owns the rights to these superheroes like did they buy did they accidentally (sighs) acquire them by acquiring marvel Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i'm sure Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel like it's probably under the Universal umbrella since they own Sci-Fi now. Mm, it's all very blurry. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, when the multiverse happens, you wouldn't be shocked if you see <laughs> Taveculus and, and Creature coming through. And can we? Yeah. Can we talk about Creature really quickly? Sure. <laughs> creature. Oh, Rob, in episode one, Creature. This. Uh, she seems like a lovely woman. Uh, they say she looks like a homeless Princess Leia, um, and. What I like about Creature is in episode one, she too is up for elimination very quickly, uh, along with our, our toy maker friend, because she 
Stanley thinks she's just she's just here to hook up with hot guys. I mean, he very much calls her out like, yeah, I think you just want to look at guys with muscles and leotards. And she's like, how dare you? Even though when she first meets uh, our stripper friend, she's like, yeah, let's go party. <laughs> we need to go to the club now. So uh, Creature is a very interesting uh, creature, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did enjoy her in these two episodes. As are all white women with dreads. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about interesting. Yeah, that's a whole different type of superpower. Mm-hmm. I think if, if you're a white woman with dreads, you might be a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you just might. I mean, uh, from the history of Survivor, that's definitely one of the things. My big takeaways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Courtney. Yeah, I mean, uh, Flicka, like, uh, you know. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and they're interesting. They're interesting. Yeah. Uh, creature also, according to uh, Wikipedia, can heal others with fruit and raw foods. Naomi. She just sounds like somebody that like is These a friend were of Nora's superpowers too. <laughs> <laughs> Are any of these powers? I mean, can heal others with fruit and raw foods. Yeah. Raw foods. That sounds like no. in a video game where you like you jump on like a little like banana icon and you're like, oh, well, there you go. Two health back. Like, what the hell does that do? It's the mushroom from Mario. I'm sure Creature knows what a mushroom does to her. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, if anybody's going to teach you about shrooms, it's definitely Creature. Creature would. <laughs> She's the hookup. Yeah. I mean, th- there's something so strange about Creature and all these people who are like, you look at them and you're like, hey, wait, what's your power? And you can't really figure it out. Like, at least Monkey Woman's like, here's my brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Creature and like Major Victory, all these people where you're like, what the hell do you do? At least Iron Enforcer's like, I'm going to strap a gun to my wrist and like, <laughs> that's how you'll know. But so I find the choices of like, going into this show at least cell phone girls like this is my bit i love cell phones uh-huh. some of these people are so mysterious in a way that like you would never ever be able to guess what they actually do yeah especially lemuria so lemuria was voted in by the 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 fans of sci-fi.com as like the fan pick and two episodes in i have no clue what lemuria's thing is like i i got I got nothing. There is no indication that she has a power. It's like her power is to be the fan favorite of the internet, apparently, because I just don't know what she does. Mm-hmm. I um I wrote in my notes uh, the sci-fi viewers deserve a bonk for their choice of Lemuria. Uh, I don't know if you know yeah bonk go to horny jail, but that's what they deserve because very clearly this was a bunch of men watching sci-fi being like the hot chick. I pick her. Who was <laughs> she up against? Yeah, what yeah, was the vote? No idea. I, I, I adjusted for Ice Bitch because again, <laughs> if Ice Bitch was in the vote, then she gets it. She gets the vote. She couldn't have been in the running. She, there's no way. I refuse mm-hmm. to believe it. I don't yeah. perceive that. Gosh, can we talk about <laughs> Fat Mama? <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, and here's why: because Fat Mama's stick is that, like, look, I'm fat, and I'm a mother, a single mom, and fat women single moms we can be superheroes too and although the message is there and i appreciate the message yeah. right like there's no body type there's no you know like tip there's no cookie cutter version of a hero you can be a hero however uh, however you want to be but come on fat mama <laughs> man don't do that like fat mama's thing is that i eat donuts to get power she even tries in this <laughs> challenge to use donuts to her advantage with these attack dogs fat mama Listen, I, there's a line between laughing with you and laughing at you, and I just don't want you to cross that. That's all I have to say about yeah. Fat Mama. She seems like a lovely person. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, it, but how can you, like, Fat Mama using the donuts is, like, such innovation, right? Like, nobody else was like, let me actually use something I have at my disposal. You didn't see Monkey Woman throwing bananas at those dogs. like Because it's absurd. <laughs> I know it's absurd, absurd. but also inherently yeah. everything that's happening is absurd. I mean, Fat Mama shows up to, there's a great shot of her, like, in the audition where she's got Uggs on, and I was like, I, I hope, <laughs> I want, my superhero wears Uggs, you know, like, my, the person I <laughs> would support in my life wears Uggs, but that mama is this horrible like reality tv trope of like all right let's make fun of a person who is overweight and then she's incredible that mama is the runner up of this season like put some respect on her name you know how like scally tweets like you know michelle fitzgerald will not be the first person eliminated from the challenge that was me with fat mama like fat mama will not be the first person eliminated from who wants to be a superhero here we go i'm i'm fully her biggest fan at this point in but time did did fat mama come into this show and say hey that is my superhero or did fat mama ap- apply for this show and they say okay you are going to be playing fat mama Mm-mm, no Fat Mama, Fat Mama came with this, okay? Because okay. when Fat Mama auditioned, she had a jingle. She like, oh, like yeah. she had like a like Spider Man, Spider Man. She like Fat Mama, Fat Mama. I'm here to save the day, Fat Mama, Fat Mama. I'll take your food away. Like she came <laughs> in with a song. That's branding. So Fat Mama is the runner up, but she earns that spot as runner up because a lot of them didn't even flesh out their powers. I mean, she grows to five times her normal size when angry. So she goes from Fat Mama to Fatter Mama, and then eating a donut activates her powers. Like she came in with a brand, a theme, mm-hmm. a, a like she. She had it all. So as much as I think she should probably lay off some of the uh, tropes of being a fat mother, maybe just, you know, like just a little bit, just a, come off of that, just a tad. But I do appreciate her enthusiasm and I'm glad that she made it far into the season. Uh, I will say this, that mama was robbed. <laughs> T, T, correct. Also, fat mama is on Twitter. Uh, yes. The real fat mama. Uh, as she has not tweeted since mama. 2010, but she's there. <laughs> We're going to change that. You know, on the RHAP Rewind, that is what we do. We send the DMs to the uh, uh, to the uh, past reality TV contestants and see if anybody responds. To this day, no one has responded. But um, I will deploy the DM to Fat Mama as well. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what about uh, the Iron Enforcer? I, I feel like that we uh, should uh, <laughs> drill down That man on must Iron be Enforcer. on a no-fly list, right? Like, that man <laughs> is is the definition of, like, American nationalism peak 2002 <laughs> Like, this man should be under arrest for existing. Well, the thing that was interesting about the Iron Enforcer is that in the episode that we watched, that the, the contestants have a chance to, like, ask anonymous questions to each person. And he gets an anonymous question about the Iron Enforcer potentially, allegedly, taking performance-enhancing substances, <laughs> specifically the Iron Enforcer being on steroids. And Chappelle, his answer was a real, like, uh, non-denial of the accusation. <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, if steroids, you know, if you take them for a good reason, like, are, are they bad? I mean, yeah, he has a point. It's not like in normal life, steroids are like, excuse me, are you performing? Like, he doesn't need performance enhancing drugs because he's not doing anything. So it's like, <laughs> if you're on steroids and you're just going to work as a bank teller, then okay, fine. Um, so yeah, they're like, you know, he's probably on illegal steroids. In this competition, it's not going to help him. We see very quickly that it actually kind of maybe hurts him a little bit. Um, so I don't think it was an issue, but he definitely did not either. He says like, this is a positive thing. And look at this body. I mean, come on. Like the iron enforcer is half naked. You know, most of the uh, contestants have an actual costume. He just has a big ass laser gun, like strapped to his, his wrist. And his whole thing is that I came here to kill and destroy. Stanley had to remind him in the first episode, like, you know, you're a hero, right? Um, but he has obviously forgotten that. And apparently the steroids make him smell bad too, because everyone's I mean, complaining about how out. bad he stinks. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Is that a thing? Is that like the the um steroids they make you they make your ball small like Jose Canseco or then they like you know make you stink too, right? I feel like it's probably that he's just so delusional that he doesn't care to put on deodorant to help the people around him. And also he's probably really sweaty just from being a gross <laughs> human being. Yeah. Is he wearing leather pants also? Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Which is a crime in and of itself because <laughs> yeah. sir, in that heat you like you're certain hard to like, tell oh my God. Standard the yeah. way things are marinating in there ew yeah I, but i could see him being like a really sweaty guy also on top yeah. of that do you think yeah. that if he did enough performance enhancing drugs he could have pivoted to the challenge like he could have taken this appearance and then been like you know what i want to go on mtv's the challenge and he would have fit right in like absolutely mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. The challenge just pulls people from random countries and random <laughs> shows and dating shows and all kinds of stuff. Honestly, if he's not dead, then he could be on the challenge <laughs> next you, season. Could you imagine that next season? Like, uh, all right, and here's the Iron Enforcer from Stan Lee, who wants to be a superhero. There was, there was a guy from like a Lifetime movie, wasn't there? This season, Corey Lay, wasn't he from like uh, Twelve Days of Christmas or some Lifetime? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? What you know? So if yeah. they can pull from that. Unless, like you said, unless Disney owns his likeness, I think we'll be okay with him uh, making an appearance on the next Challenge Rivals season or something. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I, I think Ashley, well. him, no, him and Creature, I think Ashley would make out with Iron Enforcer if he was on the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to talk 
talk about Tveculus. That yes. was who I wanted to talk about next. Mm, okay. Tveculus, super strength, super speed, fire resistant, and detects lies. So he's a firefighter in real huge, life. If true. <laughs> detects lies. <laughs> he's a firefighter in real life. Like this is the person who I think is like the most actually superhero esque. And poor Tveculus just gets shit on this episode. I did not mean for this to be the Tveculus like drag of the season, but that's what it is. Um, he gets put in a, a basically a chicken suit um, because Stanley gives them all makeovers and everybody makes fun of him rightfully so because his costume is dumb. And uh, I, I, I like I just want to hear everybody else's thoughts on this costume because it troubled me very deeply. Well, Chappelle, it seemed like they were going for some sort of like uh, gladiator, like a USC Trojan uh, vibe, uh-huh. but it didn't really work. Yeah, it was like a like a Spartan, you know, yeah. like it like had the big like hat with the feathers in it or whatever. Somebody says he looks like a chicken, um, like or like a like they said, oh, you look like a dust fan is what they say he looks like. Um, but instantly he sees the costume and his face just cracks. He's like, uh-uh, I don't love it. But he's staring at Stan Lee, who also doesn't love it. Stan Lee's like, Ooh, that. How do you feel about this? And he goes, I. I like this. I I like this a lot. Mm. And Stanley's like, mm, do you? He's like, yeah, I do. And so he's like, okay, if you like it, then fine. So he goes back to the rest of, you know, to reveal his costume to the rest of his um, castmates. And they are like laughing at him. He's trying to play it up like, no, I really do like this. And after, um, is it feedback says like, Hey, you look like a, you look like a dust fan. He goes back and speaks to the manager. He's like, Stan, I'm sorry. I have a complaint. Uh, I don't love this costume. Stan's like, yeah, me neither, but you didn't say it. And so, you know, there's a lesson in honesty, I guess. Right. So mm-hmm. Stan Lee's punishing him for being a liar. But in my opinion, this is shenanigans at its highest because if he had said, like, I don't like this, it'd have been like, oh, <laughs> superhero is, is humble and, uh, like, accepts things and uh, good nature and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, a trap. But here, he's like, yeah, like, it was a trap. There's nothing he could have said to, to make, like, he would have had to come out and just, like, do, like, a front flip and say, like, this is my favorite thing ever. And Sam like, I think you just have bad taste. A superhero has good taste in uh, costumes. He would have been up for elimination regardless. Ah. Uh. The way that they chop down the mohawk and yeah. just make it some stupid little dust broom like looking thing is egregious. Like every other costume looks perfectly passable as like a, an upgrade. And for some reason, they like totally blow it. I don't know if it was like, it almost feels intentional. They're like, how can we create some drama? Let's give somebody a bad makeover. You know, Tyra Banks always is giving someone a bad makeover. And so like, (laughs) that's what this feels like. Um, But I do like that later, they're going to read feedback for making fun of him. Like, you know, he looks stupid, but like, you can't say that. Can you clarify that that, uh, when you say read feedback, uh, they're they're not getting like tweets in. Uh, There's a guy named Feedback. There's a guy named Feedback yes. who Stanley says puts up for elimination for making fun of Tuberculous. And nice. it's uh and it's well deserved. Like feedback, stop being a jerk. 
Yeah, you're a superhero. You can't make people feel bad. Duh. Um, Tobaculus is an interesting character because as a firefighter, we see in the first episode that he runs right on past that little girl who cannot <laughs> find her mom. Mm-hmm. He does not even slow down. Uh, so Tobaculus has his eye on the prize. I just don't think he's long for this world because after that challenge, it looks like there's a microscope on him. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we see over and over again that our, our guy, uh, Iron, whatever, uh, just can't seem to get it right. Tobaculus is in that same mode where like Iron Enforcer is uh, screwing up in the challenges and so is he. Mm-hmm. How about Major Victory also? <laughs> uh, because uh, that uh, this was a real bombshell uh, that was dropped about Major Victory. About uh, He has an interesting past, Naomi. Yes, so they, they mentioned this in the first episode um, to an insane degree where he says, yeah, I was a, I was an, a male dancer and it's estranged my relationship with my daughter. Oh. This is, he drops all of Got this real. in episode one. And then is like very goofy and happy go lucky for like the whole rest of the season. And you're like, what is going on? My, I, my quote I wrote down is hit a pole, kids, which I know he said he wasn't saying, but you can, RHP out of context, you can take that. Like it's, you know, they, they really drive home this poor man. He's, he's like kind of like a Mr. Incredible type, right? Like he's just like a big bulky dude, but they love to be like, so you were a male stripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we talk about that again? And this poor guy is like, I mean, yeah, sure. And clearly he just wants to be on TV and like just wants to be a television personality and whatever. And, and he's like, can we talk about the male stripper thing less? And maybe me being cool and buff more. And they're like, no, 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 thank you. Talk about the stripping again. I... <laughs> I like I Major Victory. Him. I like Major Victory in the first episode because he's like, yeah, I was a stripper and then, you know, I want to be a superhero. But then I have to back off of him a little bit because then he starts to backtrack. Like, no, no, no. Listen, I am a superhero now to show kids that stripping is wrong. <laughs> I, right, I right, right. I've done that. Like, yeah, like, oh, no, 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 no. If I want to win this competition, I have to let you know that, uh, like, I was a stripper, but I am mm-hmm. the, the pinnacle of a role model now. Like, I could never be a stripper. Like, oh, it's like, no, Major Victory, you can do both. Like, you could be a stripper and then also be a superhero, like, at the same time or, like, some, you know, one after the other. It doesn't matter. But he very much realizes that, like, you're going to bring this up all the time. I'm probably not going to win the show. Major mm-hmm. Victory understands the assignment in every competition. He's the one who's announcing, like, I'm Major Victory. And, I, little girl, where is your mother? You know, oh, yeah. so... Like, and he's posing the entire time. When he's running, he's kind of like hitting like his his uh he's hitting his marks so the camera can get him. <laughs> I love Major Victory, but I just want him to kind of own his stripperness isms. You know, don't don't hide it. Mm-hmm. It's it's who you are, and it's just a job. Damn it, you know. Like, let's yeah. be very clear. Why is this a strange in your relationship with your daughter? Did you become a stripper last year? Is she twenty five? <laughs> like, was she was she like, oh, dad, come on, kid, Jack. Chill, bro. Like you're a stripper in my neighborhood. Like my friends go to the strip club and see. Like, how did this ruin your relationship with your like your daughter? I don't love this. Boy, I mean, Major Victory could uh, give him his own movie. It's all interesting Uh, stuff to explore. Yeah, I bet. Marvel's Marvel's What If with Major Victory winning this season and becoming (laughs) important. Yes, he would basically be the the star of the MCU. I I could see it. So I I know that uh, you've seen the whole season. Chappelle, you've seen the whole season season two. No, season also, okay. Rob, All right, so Damien, what what goes wrong for Major Victory? What what's the problem for him? 
Um, I actually like I skimmed through all of it. I had a crazy day at work, but mm-hmm. Major Victory basically like he I, I feel like he his his earnestness is also his non-seriousness, right? Like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. as much as he's putting out there, um he doesn't have the actual, and I think it's producers being like, we can't have a male stripper win this show. Realistically, <laughs> like at the end of the day. And also I think he and feedback kind of fill the same role. And so like, you only want one white guy in the end to like win the superhero competition because of course, and, and I feel like major victory just, he didn't have what it takes um, but we'd have to go, but I have to watch the finale. I actually mm-hmm. like got to the, uh, I, I didn't have enough time, but mm-hmm. if, if anybody watches the finale, tweet at me, please. I I'm let's talk. Let's talk. Who wants to be a superhero? Well, the finale ends with like, it, it comes to a fan vote, right? So like they, you have major victory and you have uh feedback and fat mama. So spoilers for anybody who's listening to this, but also if you're listening to this, you don't care about like stuff. <laughs> right. And so uh, like fat mama wins a children's vote. They have a whole thing where they have to do a comic book cover. And so she wins like the first uh, part of the challenge. And then that's how he ends up getting uh, eliminated because like she wanted to quit and mm-hmm. she was like, Oh, feedback. You deserve, this more than I do but like they like tell her like oh you know you gotta stick this out like do it for the kids and so like she kind of saves his spot in the show because he he would have made the final two if Fat Mama you know had decided to go ahead and throw you know throw in the towel but you know uh, I think he has like a noble end by you know after you know kind of keeping Mm. her around Um, but of course like Naomi said feedback and major victory are basically the same archetype of person it's like the spider-man meme of them both pointing at each other Mm -hmm. so like in the final two that would have been very very boring yes and feedback who goes on to win the season uh he gets powers from video games feedback sucks um i know he wins the season but like when we see him give feedback, he's being a jerk. And that's why he ends up for elimination this <laughs> yeah. time. Like his feedback was negative and nobody likes that. But I don't think feedback stands out. He definitely fits the mold of what you see a traditional superhero look like. But there are more interesting characters on this show. I I would say that, you know, Fat Mama and Major Victory and Lemuria, the fan voted Lemuria, are all more uh, entertaining than him. But, you know, if you're looking for a cookie cutter version of a superhero, look no further than feedback, our eventual winner. Well, Naomi, the prize here is that you get your own Stanley comic book uh, written. I have not seen uh, the success of feedback, the comic in the last 17 years. Um, let, let's do some, let me do some digging. Let's find what we can find. I will say, uh, as it says on Wikipedia, he appeared in a sci-fi channel film called Mega Snake. Oh, um, and it's big, it's bad and it bites Mega yeah. Snake. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it, it is a good prize, right? Like it's not cash, but at the same time, like, yeah, you want to have a comic book made of you. You want to have like action figures. You kind of want to be on TV. And so like, you do have to say that this, honestly, this prize kind of balances out for what the show is in some ways. In other ways, it's all, you're just embarrassing yourself permanently on national television forever and it's on YouTube now. So is it all really that worth it? But I, you know, getting us, who doesn't want a comic book made of them? Like even I, a comic book hater would like a comic book made of me. 
Yeah, and feedback has his moment of glory in the in the uh, movie. You know, the Mega Snake. He's the one who saves the day. I mean, don't get me wrong; the movie does not end when he saves a bunch of people, but he does have a moment at the county fair where you know the huge snake is out to kill people, and he's like holding the snake off so they can get away, and then eventually he gets away, and we never see or hear from feedback ever again in life. So, I mean, if you have to have an exit, that's not a bad one. He could have gotten eaten by the Mega Snake. I mean, everyone else did. Sure. It's weird that this show is in what uh oh 2006 so it was only a year uh after when Mega Snake uh drops I said uh 2004 uh or, or originally um I guess that was when they first started doing auditions for this was in 2004. Jeez, ah. could you imagine auditioning for two years? Stanley has to watch these like yokels for two years, like Might jump have been around in, in development for a while. Ugh. Yeah, what? Why? Why? I could have made this in my backyard. You could have made this in 10 minutes. Right. This is nothing. I got to film this on that Blackberry that he keeps pretending that he's videoing people on. Like, this was nothing. It should not have taken two years. I think it probably took two years to get it greenlit. You know, like, all right, I got a show. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's like, no, Spider Man 2 just came out. They're like, fine, fine. If you just have to have these people in costumes, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's why it took so long. But yeah, ultimately, 2007 he does get his uh his moment in the sun he gets to be in this mega snake film i mean it's no sharknado but it's something here's here's a great bit from his wikipedia his time on screen is minimal totaling less than two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> listen you can get a lot done in two minutes Sorry. <laughs> i've heard Oh no! Anecdotally, uh, but yeah, that's our eventual winner. Yeah. And in this episode, he doesn't really make like a huge splash, except for getting put up for elimination. Um, I, how did he do in the dog competition, Naomi? Do you remember? Um, I believe that he completed it, um, and and mm-hmm. he like at least succeeded. I mean, the dog the dog competition is wild because we didn't even talk about Iron Enforcer. Uh, tapping out at the door. Yeah. He literally calls uncle and he's like, he could just stretch out that stupid freaking, if he had that gun in his hand, he could touch the door and he wusses out. And it's just like, I, I was fascinated. In, but like, what, if you're a producer, you, what a perfect like reality TV, like male ego moment where you're like, oh, we're going to embarrass the shit out of him once this is, <laughs> once we get in the edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wild to see. So they they in the challenge, they go through the fence and then they have to run all the way through the backyard with these two huge dogs attacking them and they have to just touch the door. That's it. And, you know, Iron Enforcer is the biggest guy on the show and he gets there and then just I mean, he calls uncle. That's the point. Like if you if you can't touch the door, you say uncle. Which is very childish, but you say uncle, and but, then they uh, will these like dogs that's are trained word. so well. That if you say uncle, the dogs stop attacking you. Right. Well, I mean, that's a hell of a safe word, right? Like <laughs> if you ever just in, in dire straits, it's like uncle. It's like really, you know, in the in the wrong situation, people might keep going. Uh, and so I think for him to get to the door and just kind of just nut up is like, whoa, what? <laughs> Um, but that was part of his uh, super villain origin story because we'll see at the end of the show. Um, the Iron Enforcer with his uh, poor challenge performance and his bad, you know, odor and all of these. And his penchants for him. wanting to kill people. Yeah. The fact that he has a huge gun and steroids. Yeah. Stanley decides we can't just eliminate him. 
we have to make him our villain of the season. And so he gets brought back in that capacity. Uh, and he gets a better uni- a uniform than he had. Honestly, his, his outfit sucked too. So, you know, they get rid of the mm-hmm. gun, make him a villain and uh, push him through the season a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole dog challenge, Naomi was just like, uh, the dogs are going to bite you and hang on you. And then you just have to like carry the dogs. Like uh, it was like mm-hmm. a very unfair challenge. Like there was no way to sort of like uh, outsmart the dogs. Yeah, and, and this is this challenge is particularly tough, I think, for the women, especially the tinier women, because right. those dogs just like like I understand why Creature was laughing because she's just getting dragged like a rag doll, <laughs> and it's funny, and like she at least sees the levity in it. The cell phone girl, four seconds, she's like, no, I give up. It's like <laughs> it was very impressive, sort of like, eh, I don't want to be here. No, thank you. I have a headache. I, I actually have a headache. I need to go. Um, <laughs> But like Monkey Woman, oh my God, Monkey Woman lasts for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Everybody else taps out within There's under no a quit. minute. And Monkey, Monkey Woman does not quit. She uses the power of monkeys to get to the door and she finds her inner strength, finds her inner, I don't know, like superback gorilla and like yeah. you know, touches the door. <laughs> uh, it was really impressive, honestly. Like that was the only time this whole sort of show I was like, oh. It's like pretty cool. Like it was 10 minutes. There you go. Good for you, monkey woman. <laughs> yeah. And not to correct you, Naomi, but levity was not in this challenge. She had already been eliminated. <laughs> That's oh, our guy. Yeah. Okay. Sure, <laughs> our, our guy's been gone, but yeah. So we see monkey woman actually be the only uh, woman to complete the challenge. Cause everyone else taps out creature gets in trouble for laughing. They're like, Oh my gosh, why are you laughing? Like, this is not funny. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Cause this woman gets dragged by these dogs and all she can do is just lay there as they just drag her across the floor. There's no world where she's ever going to touch this door. Um, Fat Mama very much gives up very quickly as well. But not all the guys do it either. I mean, there are a few guys that just like, they just tap out. And I guess this is a lesson in not only courage, but perseverance. I'm not quite sure what we were trying <laughs> to learn here. Um, it just seems like if you're really, really strong, you could just drag the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what Major Victory does. Yeah, pretty much. And feedback who wins who wins this uh, whole entire show. He is the one who does the most, right? Like he's like chanting, like they will not take me down. I will not let this stop me. And he's like, oh, and he's thirty three seconds in. He touches the door. So feedback, he he understands the assignment as well. Naomi, do we know is the old lady trapped in the house by these dogs, or are these her dogs? They're her dogs, and she's very this little old lady. Like the 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 L.A. actors that they cast to be like these side bits, like the little girl crying in episode one. I'd love to see their their IMDb page because mm-hmm. like this little old lady, she's just like, oh yeah, real casual. I did leave my dogs in the backyard. If you could get inside, that would be so great. Thank you so much. And like they, <laughs> I do love what they love to do on the show that I really appreciate about it is they love to gag them and like surprise them in a way that they actually clearly aren't expecting like there's no way that they're expecting to like go in the backyard there's two vicious attack dogs like in Dude, they, when they knock the iron enforcer, they straight up take the fence down. Like it, this, these dogs go hard, and I don't think anybody's expecting that. And I feel like that's what I love about this show is that there are these legitimate surprises and like the gag of "Hey, you were supposed to actually help the little girl," and like. Y'all fucked up. It is great. It's so great. And I, I love that about this show is that like Stanley, I mean, and the producers have clearly come up with some sort of deranged ideas of what morality is in this world in 2006. 
but uh, they love to surprise them with with a with a twist. And I think it actually has some good twists. Better than the Final Four fire making twist. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, the little Low old bar. lady never makes it. The little yeah. Oh my gosh, the little <laughs> old lady never makes another appearance though. Like she says, like I'm trapped out of my house, and then that's it. Like, you never see her again. You, she doesn't thank them for. Oh, thank you for braving these dogs. You would think she could just, you know, because they're her dogs. Call them off. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could just lower her into the backyard. Like, okay, old lady, if your door is open in the back, why don't we just let you in the back gate? You know, I'm super strength and I have monkey abilities. Why can't I just, you know, put you over there? But they have to go through with the whole bit and. I guess it works, but yeah, she doesn't do much. And neither does the little girl in the first episode. Make no mistake. All mm-hmm. she does is yell the same, like the same three lines. Like I miss my mom. I'm lost. <laughs> and you know, sometimes they run past her and sometimes they stop. So I guess these uh, one-off actors and actresses do what needs to be done. We talked a little bit about how the superheroes get a makeover in uh, this episode, uh, that there are these uh, two uh, tailors. <laughs> Super tailors, like Ed, Ed, Edna Mode, yeah, if you will, yeah. They don't mind tapes, yeah, 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 because they we see that Lemuria gets a cape very quickly, um, and like she 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 definitely is one the one who was voted in for the fans. So it's yeah. like she comes in and basically like a gold leotard, and you know the fans are probably like clicking, 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 trying to make sure that she wins the vote. But here they give her something that actually looks. Like a superhero costume, but it's equally revealing. You know, she's still got the uh, the girls out and she's wearing the cape and she's got the big collar. So I think she's still they still do the fan service that's necessary for her to go on in the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stanley reads her for looking disco and then makes her look more disco. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, you look very disco, too disco to be a superhero. Like, really? Stanley, I've seen those old uh comic strips and they all look like that. Everybody looked exactly how she looked. And then you adding this collar made her look just like that again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like he didn't have much to go with uh with mm-hmm. Lemuria. Naomi, uh who who got the biggest glow up from the uh makeover? I I think Fat Mama did. I mean, if if mm-hmm. let me know if you guys disagree, but I feel like Fat Mama's costume was really cheap looking in the beginning and it really sort of was like it, it made her just look like she had like put on a weird bathing suit over like a like a turtleneck and like uh, it was pretty ugly and i feel like this look is actually quite nice and i love that like she's in this lovely pink and like they really i i love that mama because at the end of the day she is like i'm against bullying and that's something very tangible that like you can take to the bank and you can take it to the bank of stan lee and he'll be like all right you move on to the next challenge like that mama i think has the best glow up in this episode for sure yeah they say she goes from fat mama to hot mama and it's apparent, you know, that her outfit is great. And I mean, she could be monkey woman who just gets like a banana utility belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some, and some yellow go-go boots, which honestly I kind of would like, I feel like those, <laughs> those are a little stylish. They, they would, they would be a hit now on TikTok or something. For sure. Rob, did yeah. you have a favorite superhero of all of them? Like, of, of, like if you had to pick your, like a okay, winner pick, my, not not my, so my much person. a winner pick because the winner, like I said, eh, is pretty cookie cutter. But who was your guy of, of all of these people? Like if you had a rooting interest, who would you who would you have? That's a good question. I, I wouldn't really say there was anybody that really like uh, stood out to me that I, I didn't find that there was one person that I uh, really was relating to. Mm. See, that's uh, that's the wrong answer. Wrong answer. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on now. Like cell phone girl, she's right there. Like, how could you not? <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's I, very yeah. It's very much in the same lane. Like you would be the podcast guy, freeze frame, and she's cell phone girl. Like y'all are working the same medium here. I, guess I, so. I don't know. I think there's something that, that you could have a sidekick. This could be uh, her cell phone girl. Yeah, but now it'd be like iPad or well, I don't know. I, I guess it'd still be cell phone girl. She'd just be a, a lot more like normal than she was even in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think for me, she stood out as just like the most absurd. Like they, I, I refuse to believe that she auditioned for this. I think they, she was just like a like a stage person, just like oh, okay, person's on set, yeah, like, grab a phone. She was on and the come crew. On. Yeah, she's yeah, like they, the hot PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just needed an extra person. Uh, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Major Victory. Uh, I just really wish he leaned into the stripper thing more. Like if he had like uh, like a Super Pole or like something of that <laughs> nature. Uh, yeah, a, a Super Pole, something like of Sean. that nature to just a vibranium <laughs> Super Pole. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> the hardest pole of in, in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who should join no. the Avengers? That's my question. If if one of these people can right now join the Avengers, who is it? Um, I mean, Bad Mama does have like the best power. She's yeah. huge, right? Um, right. and they don't have a guy like that in the current MCU universe. I mean, they got oh, well, Ant Man. Ant Man gets huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe her. Maybe her power is not necessary. Could we see a world or where feedback is in the Avengers or do we already have enough of him? Uh, I think your instincts were right. I, I think fat mama is uh, the person that would mm-hmm. be, you know, the uh, most interesting to have uh, join up with uh, the, uh, the whole Avengers crew. Oh yeah. Her and Thor together, you know, fat Thor, like when he's all like, uh, like drinking the beer and she's eating donuts. That's, yeah. that's a side quest that I would like to see, you know, that's, that's what I would like. Fat mama and lightning or something. Like, <laughs> give me that. That ass lightning. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the one. Naomi, there are a lot of eliminations on this show. Hmm. For for no good reason sometimes too. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, you know what? You suck. Give me your give me your give me your costume. We haven't even talked about like the costume part of it. We're like, turn in your costume. And all they do is like take off the cape they have and they put it in a little trash can. Mm-hmm. And like cell phone girl gives up her cell phones. All right, like, <laughs> bye bye to those. Yeah. I didn't but, I didn't like that. Why did they look okay, I get it. You know, uh it's one of those like you you snuff their torch or whatever. Right. You, give me you, your jacket. You, yeah. Yeah. Give me your jacket. You don't get a clock. Like it's their elimination mm-hmm. styles, just like every other show we talked about. But here you have to give up your costume, which I mean, it's not like the show issued the costume to you. You came with that costume. Yeah. So why do I have to give it up? Like I made this at home. You I can't think those- be a superhero in private life anymore. <laughs> right. It's not like this show is like, oh, yeah, well, because I'm here and the show gave me these things like the cell phone girl has to give up her cell phone excuse me in 2006 you want her to be phoneless like mm-hmm. uh, i don't like that at all they just take their outfit off put it in trash can and then like boom it's it superpowers itself down and then they walk away normal again it's eh, not my favorite part of the show mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think they were probably uh just searching for whatever their you know tribe is spoken uh you know uh, you know will you accept this rose uh they didn't mm-hmm. really nail down uh, what the elimination exercise was going to be. Mm-hmm. It, it oh. just feels, it feels lacking. Like, and then, and then they always do like a shitty sort of like CGI lightning bolt. And you're like, I mean, this doesn't, that doesn't make me feel like this is more real, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
they get a chance to talk about, you know, why, why shouldn't they be eliminated? And oftentimes they don't even have a good reason because they don't even know why they're up for elimination. Um, so it's like, um, what was it? Uh, oh, like Iron Enforcer. You're on the block every week. Nobody likes you. And mm-hmm. we don't love your costume and you didn't like it either. And, and you, you have a huge steroids. gun. Right. And you might be on steroids. Say something to defend yourself. And he's like, I, um, yeah, all those things are true, actually. Um, thank you. You mm-hmm. know, like, what what can he do? You just dragged him and you sound like, well, speak up. He's like, I don't I don't really have anything. Um, you know, they do the same thing for Tuveculus. Like, uh, you're a, a liar. You didn't love your costume. He's like, yeah, but but still. Like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I guess you can stay. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee is kind of like, you know, when your girlfriend says it's fine and then it's not fine. Like, Stan Lee's like, you said it was fine and it's not fine. And now we're in a fight. So, what's going on, Tuveculus? Like, can we clear the air, please? And yeah, this is the elimination ceremony is so messy. But sometimes people are really surprised to be on the block. And that's what I kind of like about this show is that because they just put people out of, you know, up for elimination out of nowhere, people are really surprised when they're up for elimination. I think they don't expect it. Like feedback, you could tell feedback was very pressed that he was put on the block and like did not expect to be potentially going home this episode. Yeah. Feedback's like, like, I was a jerk. I'm sorry. He's like, okay, that's good. You can stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when they eliminated Levity in the first episode, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, um, uh, creature, what do you got to say for yourself? You like men. And she's like, mm-hmm. it's a character flaw. I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, well, okay, fine. Okay. Naomi, do you think that there was any chance that people could have changed uh, the mind of Stanley or the producers in uh, what they were saying, or it was just a foregone conclusion or they, they knew what they were going to do? I when I started watching the show, I was like, oh, let me see if I can figure out if Stanley is actually talking to the people or if he's just recorded a bunch of lines that they're like yeah. playing off a DVD player. And then I realized that he was actually kind of talking to them, which I was shocked about. But I feel like they sort of give Stanley his cue cards and they say that Stan, this is what's going to happen. Uh, don't think too much about it. Yeah. Go, go, go sit down and have your juice when you're done. Right now, just say these words on a camera. Although, and, and there's no way Stanley actually cares at all about yeah. what happens. That's a good point. Where it's 2006, uh, he's not in the room with them. So, like, is are, are they just like on a speakerphone? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, it's not right. like that they have Skype yet or anything like that. So, I don't really know how he is uh, like uh, incommunicado with the cast and able to really get a sense of what's going on when he's not there. You mean to tell me his video isn't on the Blackberry Rob? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think it might not have been Chappelle. Right. Like they pull up a, a, a van, like an ambulance, and they open the doors open, and there he is on the world's oldest television screen, like major monogram from uh from Phineas and Ferb. Like yeah. it just appears. I'm like, stop it. Like, I don't know what projector. Like, I, I have to imagine that maybe they're reading it. And then they just like splice in the video later on because they all look at their communicators at some point. Like, oh, like we have a message from him. And like maybe they just like everybody you know, acts concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody look at the message really like longingly and try to figure out what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, this is a mess. And I think if they actually were in front of him, they could plead their case a little bit better because even when we see cell phone girl get eliminated, she's like, yeah, sometimes I have a headache. And I'm like, mm. Do you though? Do superheroes have headaches? And then, like when they, when a creature, you know, gets in trouble for laughing, like she's like, well, yeah, sometimes when I'm scared, I laugh. And I'm like, mm, okay, okay, like it's not a conversation. These are just words. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Iron Enforcer, he, we saw that he tapped out right at the door, and they're like, oh, yeah, what, what do you have to say for yourself? He's like, I have a spiritual side. Mm, okay. 
You know, there's mm-hmm. no back and forth here. So I refuse to believe that they're actually in communication with Stan, at least, you know, directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might have filmed mm-hmm. his responses after the show was over also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they seem like it's like when RuPaul comes on the screen on Drag Race and they're like, oh, my God, it's RuPaul. And it's like, mm, this is RuPaul like 10 weeks ago, like in a studio <laughs> somewhere like, <laughs> no, it is not RuPaul. Oh, man. <laughs> That, I mean, some of these people could probably like add, like they have good drag race personas too. like let the best monkey woman win. You know, like it would it would very much be a situation where you could take these characters and just put them on drag race and nobody would blink twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This feels like a drag race challenge in a lot of ways where it's like come up with your superhero alternate identity. Mm-hmm. And like, here's a makeover. And it's all just like Lycra and like, you know, gross sort of polyester and, and you know, put it on mm-hmm. a runway. Yeah, and there's no there is a non-zero chance that there's a drag queen named Fat Mama. Like there's at least four hundred of those, right? There's at least four hundred. Maybe not on drag race, but in the world, it's probably one of the most popular like drag queen names that yeah. ever existed. Yeah. And if anyone needs it, you can have it for free. Right. It's it's not owned by Disney, so you got it. <laughs> uh, I like Fat Mama's uh crawler belt. I that, yes. that was, yeah, but I wonder how how many like donuts did they have to have like on set to like be able to like uh, keep that looking fresh? Because I feel like that uh, the like the donut belt doesn't last for more than like an hour or two. Yeah, have you ever had to tie a donut on a string? Like not recently. They break. Yeah, <laughs> that shit doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And also, Monkey Woman has bananas on her belt. Bananas go. Per- I took a banana on my commute to work the other week. And it was brown by the time I got to the office. And mm-hmm. it's a 30 minute subway ride. Wh- what happened to this banana that effed it up so bad? And like, and Monkey Woman's got like 10 of them around her waist. Like, I'm surprised she isn't like sitting in banana half the time, you know? You like, the prop bananas? Maybe. I thought the first time it looked real. Like, the first episode I was really looking mm-hmm. to see. Maybe that's her power. <laughs> Oh, to keep bananas, bananas yellow, perfectly, yellow. perfectly ripe. Yeah, that's I actually mean, that's actually I, not a bad power. It's not a bad power. That's uh, no, <laughs> very convenient. Yeah, uh, I do feel like that. That's probably a, a little more in uh, the jurisdiction of creature who can, uh, you know, uh, heal others with fruit and raw foods. Yeah, exactly. They're the tag team we didn't know we needed, right? We need like they and matter matter of fact, they're probably the ops to Fat Mama because Fat Mama's like, We doing donuts. And she's like, Oh, wait, no, no, no. We have bananas and raw foods. You're like, Yeah, you gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this this was weird because yeah, but I refuse to believe these are uh prop uh like foods because Fat Mama uses her donut to distract the dogs in the challenge. She throws the donut first. First, she eats a donut because she needs her own strength. Right. But then she throws the donut into the yard. Like, yeah, of course you can't. You can't uh, like take on attack dogs with low sugar. And so she throws the uh, the donut into the yard. The dogs maybe look at it and then they attack her and drag her across the ground. Hey, like, Naomi, they're, they're, do dogs like donuts? Well, uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you can ask me because my dog is uh, a fat, lazy mother effer. And so he'll eat anything. Fat mama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fat buddy. Um, He's (laughs) my dog ate a whole pizza once, like straight up a whole pizza. Um, Dogs love donuts. I feel like especially like the cruller. Right. It's not chocolate. It's not going to kill your dog. It's just like, you know, dough and sugar. And I feel like anybody's dog would actually want to eat that. Yeah. and then the dogs do eat it at the end, right? They have that little insert where they... Yeah. yeah. I guess Maybe she, that's just a PA's hand grabbing it, but I like to think the dog got the donut anyway. Well, I guess the question is, uh, do, what food do dogs like more, a donut or a human? 
Oh, well, they obviously wanted Fat Mama. If anybody was getting eight, it was her mm-hmm. um, because they decided to devour her and then they maybe went and got the donut for dessert. After. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, they they basically just like, oh, look, a donut. And also, we're going to kill you. And they tried. <laughs> um, I don't, and maybe this is me because the I, I'm famously not an animal person. You know, I think most animals are food. Uh, but <laughs> when it comes to this challenge, they're pre- com- completely like, protected by this armor and they even have things on their hands and these dogs are dragging them at some point i would have punched the dog yeah i said <laughs> oh my I god the dog. <laughs> and i would have been eliminated but the whole time um the poor woman is getting dragged across the ground monkey woman i'm thinking monkey woman just hit it just punch the dog in the face and nope there's not a jury in the world that, that will convict you because you're being attacked you are being killed. It's been 10 minutes of you just getting mm-hmm. mauled. I think you could get away with just like like, like a jab. And I'm not saying kill the dog, but you know, you gotta loosen Might his make grip or something if you're gonna win. I would at least loosen his grip. Like I thought the like urban legend is that if you punch a shark in the nose, it'll leave you alone, yeah. right? Yeah. If, yeah. You can, if, I, if you punch a shark in the nose and it'll leave you alone, I think you could at least get the dog off you for a couple seconds so you can touch the door and win the challenge. Mm. Or would that automatically make you a villain? You know, white folk love animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think it would uh, be great if you punched the dog on television. You're being attacked. <laughs> it's not like you punched a defenseless dog. These are attack dogs dragging you and trying to rip you apart. I think you could just, I mean, poke it in the eye or something, like pinch it. Mm. Do something to protect yourself. I, good God, I thought these people were Here's the thing, die. Chappelle. These dogs cost money. Like, these kind of trained dogs... They some some weird like libertarian weirdo in his backyard put a lot of money into these dogs being good at biting people and they cost money. Yeah. So yeah. they'd probably be more mad that you like hurt his paycheck than anything. You know what? You're probably right. And if you think about it, Rob, remember when we talked about who done it? Wasn't there like a big ass cat? Yeah. Like, uh, that they Jaguar. they mistreated yeah, they mistreated that Jaguar. And like they used a re- first of all, they used a real one for no reason. So I mean, you were getting away with more than you should have been in the reality TV heyday. I just think for me, if I'm getting mauled, you could look the other way when I punch the dog in the face. <laughs> but then Stanley would em- eliminate you. He would yeah, eliminate but, you. I mean, you get eliminated for having a headache. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really at this point, yeah, just take the odds there. Yeah, ideally you get the two dogs to uh bite each other. <laughs> Yeah, how does that work? Do you just like pick up one's head and like, like what do you do? Like, like, no, not me, Fido, him. You know, yeah. yeah. He said you got a stupid tail. Bite him. Like, yeah, right. What? You heckle him. Yeah. How it, could you? It's 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 bad all the way around. I'm just saying, punch the dog, or you know, Jesus. I, I just feel like it's not the most egregious thing in the world. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, yeah. you are gonna get added, my friend. <laughs> That's fine. I'll punch them too. Like, I'll... <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Naomi, a- a- anything else about the world of uh, <laughs> who wants to be a superhero besides punching dogs? Ah, that is not. Whoa, whoa, pause. That is not the takeaway <laughs> they're going to have for this episode. Like Chappelle punches dogs. Yeah, clip that. But also, if your t- if your dogs are attacking me, yeah, I'm gonna punch it. It's not the moral of the story, Rob. I see what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. 
Oh boy. Well, I think I, I just have to say like my favorite thing about this whole series is this idea of like what superheroes do and don't do. And I think it, the way that it manifests in like Stan Lee reading the iron enforcer time and time again for basically having a nerf gun strapped to his arm is so funny to me. Like they, they always take it so seriously. They're so like, yes, I will impress Stan Lee and I'm a real superhero in my like leather chaps. And like, I, I have to admire like the commitment of all the people on this show, except for Iron Enforcer. He can go to hell. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. That's all I, I, you know, I love their commitment, especially Monkey Woman. 10 minutes. Yeah. She, Monkey Woman was that bitch this episode, you know? <laughs> yeah, she was 100%. <laughs> this is a really fun show. I, was it, there's only six episodes, right? Only yeah. five. five. They like straight up, right? Yeah, they or, or there are six episodes. There we go. Six episodes. They eliminate two people like every episode. They're like, you get out of here. You go home. We don't have enough time to keep you in a hotel for more than a week. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Like they just, they're sending people home left and right. And, and it's great. It's like, it, it's a breeze to get through. Yeah. Um, they, the editing is really fast paced. So like, if you're looking to just go down a weird rabbit hole of like 2006 shit, this mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. Right. A, a job with Donald Trump? No. This competition starting its second season has the coolest prize yet. The winner is immortalized in a comic book and an action figure. They get an action figure in the second season, Rob. I'm just saying, if you're going to go down the wormhole of absurd reality TV, this is not a bad stop to make on that trip. Okay. Well, Chappelle, uh, this is a a little bit of a stop on this particular trip that this is going to be the season finale of the RHAP rewind. But Wait, I will say, are you canceling me because I said I wanted to punch a dog? Well, I mean, it was, it was fun until you started hitting a dog. Baby, I didn't mean it. No. I, I, justice for the dogs. No. The dogs are the real, the real, uh, the real uh, heroes. Yeah. That's not, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. So uh, that we did the RHAP rewind all through, uh, 2021, but survivor is uh, around the corner. And so it instead is. of talking about old shows, we have a lot of uh, new stuff to talk about, but, because uh, my co-host and I, uh, mm-hmm. unless he's canceled uh, over the dog <laughs> thing. That's up to you, Roger Barry. I, mean, I, I, I don't decide who's canceled. <laughs> Do you? No. You say Big Brother Canada. You throw me under the bus, Rob. What is the real no. agenda here? Who's we, the real uh, have a, we have a brand new project that we are going to uh, be bringing you. So uh, that while we're going to put a little a pin in watching the old shows, uh, Chappelle and I have something new that we're working on uh, that we're going to uh, bring you in two weeks. So stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll, we'll do a, a bigger announcement for that, but just in terms of uh, what's next on the RJP Rewind, uh, a long wait for the next RJP <laughs> Rewind, but we have something else that we're going to be uh, bringing you later on in the month of September, so st- stay tuned for that. Yes, the Rewind Yadis is upon us, and Rob, it has been a great trip down memory lane. I'm so happy that I've gotten to explore these shows with you as a dream come true. I mean, I was watching a lot of these shows in real time. So you see what kind of life I had mm-hmm. as a child, but definitely dragging you through all of this has been one of the highlights of my short podcasting career. And I enjoyed every second. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Oh, well, we had a, a ton of fun. And I have no doubt we will be talking about uh, different old reality shows at some point. Yes. And can we have Naomi back? Sure. 
Sure, Naomi, yeah, uh, this was blast. great. You did a great job uh, talking about uh, who wants to be a superhero. Well, thank you so much. I have a lot of uh, people and shows that I want covered on the Rewind. So if you don't bring it back, I will fly to you Texas. You people and- covered. No, like I have, I know, I know the guests that I want. Oh, I know the shows yes, that I yes, want them yes. to talk okay. about. I got the list. So um, if you need any ideas, just hit me up uh, or hit me up to be back. But, you know, okay. I, I like to share the wealth. I just want the rewind to come back. Okay. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Naomi. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you uh, Naomi, uh, what else are you working on? Um, so if you want to hear more, you mentioned Mike White was robbed. Um, Chappelle mentioned Mike White was robbed a lot on the David vs. Goliath podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, I also have, uh, I work with the Live Reality Games Podcast Network. We cover all things fake Survivor, fake Big Brother, fake the mole. Um, and you can check out more importantly, Survivor New York. That's, that's all I've got. Me, Jordan Kalish, uh, and a bunch of other lunatics spent a weekend filming in a hurricane, a fake Survivor game. So definitely tune into that. It's, uh, it's crazy. Where can people find it? Survivor New York is on YouTube. Um, and then just, you can follow me on Twitter because I'm too lazy to make a Twitter for everything else. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, Naomi, uh, great job. Chappelle, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, as you know, Sasha Joseph and I are constantly covering my favorite show, Never Have I Ever, on Netflix, on Silent Podcast. And so we are up to episode eight of season one. So we're about to wrap that up. Also, I'm covering The Walking Dead with Jessica Lee and AJ Mass, and sometimes Josh Wiggler, if I'm lucky, uh, on post show recaps. And so uh, we are making our way through this final season i also got to be on the big brother recap uh, yes. on wednesday with you robson and i had a great time so that's what i got going on i'm actually going to take a vacation soon not from podcasting but just from life so it's going to be a good time as well so i'm looking forward to that too uh but you know people know where to find me at Chappelle's underscore show on twitter all right. Well, great job here today, especially, uh, but also uh, so much fun going through everything on the Rewind with you. Uh, we have uh, plenty more going on uh, this week on Rob is a Podcast. Uh, Chappelle and I are going to get back together when we talk about the number one Survivor season of all time on Survivor Heroes versus Villains in uh, about uh, yeah eight days from now. Rob, and I, I have to say this, it's too low. It's too, too low. low. We'll get it. It's too low. Wow. It's too low. Are we, what, is, is there a zero that we can put it at? I mean, this is iconic moment for me. I can't wait. All right. Well, great job, everybody here today. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.